Hello and welcome to 100% Twisted Being a Boss Podcast. Woo! It has been a while, guys, since I have been here. I am grateful to be here. I am Rose, owner, CEO of Twisted Dough, and I have taken such a long break just because I needed it, I guess. Man, podcasts, I, I did them because I love them. I did them because I wanted to um, see what was going on in my life and go backwards and make sure I was growing. So I think I did that. I more than grew. Um, I got to take on my second best friend this year in the company, Courtney. You saw her on the podcast a while ago. Um, And it has just been a wonderful year with Brian Courtney. And so I have also been trying to date this year. That's some of my recent podcasts, if you've been watching. Um, I kind of, I'm going live on Instagram while I'm doing this. I'm trying to get more in the social field. Again, not so stressed out because I'm not running my own social media. That's going to be our little clap. I am so excited. For the first time in over six years, I am not running my own social media. I can't tell you how it feels. I haven't post had to post anything but my own stuff and for the first time in six years this month alone. I haven't even finished the whole month, and it, I told myself I could have a one-month grace period. We're basically there. I'm trying to start just seeing how I feel getting on social, trying to do all that stuff, getting back to the podcast so I can grow with other people and with my company and with my consumers again. I was so dead. Can you imagine having six to seven platforms plus your own and you're posting on almost every one of them every day? I was literally losing it on top of trying to be normal, which I'll never be, on top of trying to date. So we're talking a little bit about business, we're talking a little bit about pleasure, and we're talking a little bit of personal rose. Yay. I'm going to take a slap slap of wine for that one. Um, I was telling Instagram just a minute ago um, why I started being a boss podcast. You know, it was kind of, it was the grit and the grime of like being a boss because some people... Hmm, some people are a boss, but I don't think they understand what it is being a boss. I want you to understand what it is being a grinder, ground up owner. I didn't start out my business with people running my own ads, with people um, running my books, with people running my marketing. I didn't start with any of that. I did all of it. I literally sold myself, sold my soul, messaged everybody myself to get all the organic sales. Now, would I do it again uh, that way again? Yes, because honestly, organically, when things are shit online, when things are not good, um, you have those stable people. I have a ton of people. I don't know if they're actually watching because I'm not going to look at my camera because then it might make me nervous. And I wanted to be able to just do the podcast, but I wanted to kind of be on social too. Um, But when I started my business, I know all these people. I know... Tyler Netherland, Physique Hack was just on there. I know Jamie. I know um, Tammy Shaw. I know all these people, and I'm just, I can't even remember all of them, but every time they order, I know them. I know them personally because I built some kind of connection with them for them to start ordering my product. And the coolest part was I always kept that connection because I wanted to make the product that consumers wanted. Um, Literally, all my designs, all my changing of the recipe 100 million times um, has been from consumers. I wanted whatever the consumers wanted, right? So this podcast started the grit and grime of being being a boss. It brings depression. It brings happy moments. It brings sad moments. When the money's flowing, that's happy moments. When the money's scary, it's sad moments because you have like $50,000 out in capital, you know, at all times, which is super scary. Um, I, I... 
lost everything in 2020. We know that. I was telling Instagram, it was like, I love going back now and listening to my podcast because if you go listen to one of the very first ones, I'm literally crying through the whole podcast. And now I can just say it and it's just a story in my passing, which is crazy, which is growth, which is like, I don't want to forget. I'm sick, y'all. So I'm picking my nose. Leave me alone. Um, I, I don't want to forget what I went through. I also can't ever forget what I went through because it's a trauma in my life. And feel like a therapy and I'm like, ah, therapy's not going to take away the trauma. It's never going to take away what I lost, which is crazy because I didn't lose just something of money value. I lost the ability to trust people. Now, not really, really close people to me. I have trust in them. But I lost the ability to trust new people in my life. And specifically, um, I'm 35 single looking for love and I can't get through that hurdle with anybody. Um, I'm very hard on relationships, but I'm also 35, and I know all the crazy crap um, that's out there. I also know the crazy crap I will not put up with. And so it takes a toll on me because I'm not going to settle, and I'm also not going to let small things just keep going and go, it'll just, it'll be fine. That's what you work through. No, that's not going to be for me. So I always said I was exchanging dough for dough. I thought I was exchanging money for twisted dough. And now twisted dough is going to hit a million dollars this year. We're going to bypass what Twisted Foods did by the end of this year. And now I didn't have to exchange anything besides my sanity. And I am battling for my company i've been battling for it from the ground up it's three years later and i have finally given up social media in that wild like is that really how long it takes rose yep i mean maybe not maybe you'll be the cool person that like hits a million dollars their first year i didn't want to grow too fast um i didn't want to take on extra workers i didn't want to take on debt if i was my own bank for the first year because i was too scared to borrow anybody's money because i didn't know how all that worked and I didn't I wanted to make sure I paid it back but now I live in $60,000 debt at all time yes you're going to know my stuff and we have to because we have to have that much extra stuff sitting in the shop just to maintain sales fluctuations up and down so I just hope this being a boss podcast is an insight maybe if you're a dreamer and an entrepreneur and you want to know some tips and tricks and hacks man we'd have to cover subjects and basis ads in themselves is a whole freaking podcast um, marketing is a whole freaking podcast. Talking to your consumers is a whole freaking podcast. Um, sales pitches, whole freaking podcast. Like I could go on and on. So as we talk tonight, smorgasbord style of me and Twisted Joe, uh, be thinking what you want to hear. Um, I was telling Instagram, if you're still there, Instagram, hello, I am Rose. Um, I would love for you to follow me on TikTok. Blech. I now have the ability to post when I feel like it which is so cool. It's so weird not posting my social media. It's like I'm not controlled and I don't know what they're going to do, but they do way cooler videos than I do. And yeah, it's just a nice break. And I can go on this side of it and do my podcast again and teach and talk about my life because I don't have anybody to come home to talk to. Obviously, I'm talking to Instagram right now and you on this podcast. Um, So I like doing the podcast because it's getting stuff out for me. It's like coming home and venting about the day or saying things out loud. And sometimes I feel really stupid doing that unless I'm talking to something, which was where the podcast came in handy in case it helped anybody. Awesome. And if it didn't and it had zero listeners, then it would be for me to listen back to. But I've had up to 100 listeners on each podcast, so that's pretty cool. I'm feeling um, super cool there. Um, But sometimes on social media, I'm like, why am I posting? I only have 
20 likes or this and that, but you don't know whose life you're affecting. And if I'd said that long ago, I did. I said that so long ago about Twisted Dough, and here we are running a million dollars. How wild. I just, I guess I think, like, if I'm not going to be the next Alex Hermosi, like, what's the point? I love his motivational speaking. I love his words. He's good with them. So maybe I'm, maybe I can be your Alex Hermosi and whatever it needs to be. But this is the real talk of entrepreneurship, handling your health and your wellness with real emotions while being a boss. I just want to help educate on all these subjects. And then if you just like the tea on me, well, I guess that's why you're listening. So we'll keep this podcast pretty short tonight. I think that's enough about business. I think everybody actually kind of wants to hear the tea on Rose tonight. Um, So things been going on. Rose has been dating. There was a whole couple podcasts before here um, about my dating life. And I went on a blind date and that was terrible. And we are out of that. And I said I wasn't going to date again. And then Courtney and I decided to go to Vegas. Never been to Vegas at 35 years old. Um, It was an experience. That's for sure. We laughed literally the whole time. We never slept. We never got drunk. Because, I mean, we were pacing it, trying to be good. But you, just like there was so much oxygen all the time, you you never got drunk. It was crazy. So, I uh, don't know if I want to talk about this tea, but I'm going to anyways. I met a guy in Vegas. And this, you're talking to Rose. And I, I literally told everybody before we left. I said, we will not meet men in Vegas. We will not. We will not meet them. We will not talk to them. They're worthless piece of craps, and that's how it's going to be. And remember, they're in Vegas, so why would you ever want to talk to a man who's in Vegas? Guess what I did? Yep, I talked to a man while I was in Vegas. Hope you're all laughing there on Instagram. Sure did. Talked to a man while I was in Vegas. Actually, the funny part is, is I'm so pretty well skilled at red flags and just crap people or things I don't want in a relationship because I have literal things written written down of things I want in a relationship. You can go back and listen to that podcast too. I have a list of everything I need. And so I meet this dude and I tell Courtney five minutes in, hey, get me away from him. Red flag. Do not like him. No drinks were flowing yet. Didn't feel like being out. Courtney wanted to hang out with um, one of the friends. So I take one for the team and I, well, he follows me. He follows me all around. So it doesn't matter whether I wanted to get away from him or not. Um, And then I start having a couple drinks. Yep, it's Vegas. Who doesn't have a couple drinks? Um, So about 30 minutes in, I, dude's all right, whatever. We've got a drink or two in us, shot or two. I'm like, man, I've got to pee. I got to pee. I'm not going alone. Courtney, come on. Well, the whole group's going to go. Well, this dude thinks I want to go smoke a cigarette. I'm like, dude, I, I freaking hate cigarettes. I'm not smoking. Um, not cool. Whatever. Well, it's so loud, I guess, in there. He thinks maybe I'm going to smoke a cigarette with him. Everybody's following. Or he's just so drunk. Um, I let that bypass because that would be something on no-no on my list. And when we get to pee, this dude blows his load. Literally. He's like, what are you doing? You're trying to leave me. I'm like... No, I'm going to pee what I said I was going to do all along. Literally loses his crap. He's like, Courtney, she's going to try to leave me in there. You're going to try to ditch me. Whatever. I'm like, all right, let him go. Bye-bye. I literally waved to him. Bye-bye. See you later. I'm going to pee. I hope you are I hope you get lost by the time I get in the bathroom. I've never been so rude in my life. But it was hilarious because it was like me standing up for me. 
So I'm thinking I'm going to go pee, and I come out of the bathroom, and guess what? They're all still standing there. I'm going to need some wine for this one. So then I'm like, crap, they didn't leave. And Courtney's like, he has something to say to you. And I'm like, okay, what? And he's like, I'm sorry, I had it wrong. And I'm like, okay, well, at least he said I'm sorry. Courtney still seems interested in this dude. And he's like, I like you. I don't want you to leave me. Hang out with me. And I'm like, I don't like you. These are my literal words to this dude. I'm like, I don't like you. You're not, you're not my type. He's like, I want to be your type. I like you. I like you. Talk to me. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm not getting rid of this dude. So I just kind of look at him, literally. I wish you could see my facial expressions right now. And I'm like, all right. Well, since no other man's going to look at me tonight and you have taken up my space already enough and you won't get away more than two feet from me, I guess I'll be hanging out with you tonight. <laughs> I literally died. I literally had the balls to say this to a dude. And he took it. So I'm like, whatever. Well, maybe he really likes me. I mean, I'm not, I'm just going to cut him off anyways at the end of the night. So we hang out. We st I start liking him. He's from another country. Let me remind you this. Um, and he speaks another language, but he also speaks English. He was really well in English. At 30 minutes later, the shots are flowing. And I think I like him in my brain. If I had ever been... <sighs> I was sober when I eventually liked him, so I can't really say that. But dude, fl dude flows, whatever. He asked to kiss me later on the night. I say yes. It was not magical sparks at all. Literally, I told him when we started dating that I, in Vegas, I was like, dude, I had no sparks with you. So when I met him for the first time, as you saw on my Instagram, I flew out to Cali to meet him and see him. Um... I didn't have any sparks, so I was like, this is going to be super weird because I don't think I even have any sparks, but something kept drawing me to him, right? So, I did end up having sparks. We ended up dating, and I never knew until it was over that I was dating a narcissist. I literally never knew. I knew that I had red flags, but I knew that I wanted him in my life. And let me tell you, if you're single or if you're in a relationship or if you're married um, or whatever, I, I'm single and I'm not lonely, but I really want to find my partner. And I have check boxes, literally. And he checked those boxes. So I'm like, anything else in the crap part, I could handle. And if you're making comments on Instagram, I'd love to read them. I'll read them after the podcast. Um, so I, I, I saw the red flags. I got it, right? Like the first month, he only texts me. He wouldn't even call me. Um, Said he lived in a small apartment, you know, couldn't talk, whatever. I let them all go. Because why? Because I'm busy. Why? Because most people text most of their time. And they don't spend quality time on the phone, especially when you're 3,000 miles away. So that was my major one red flag. But I wanted to meet this dude. We got to Cali. First day, uh, no real, no, no crazy sparks, but so natural, calm, and cool that I was like, Wow, this was nice, and I had a very nice day with him. We just went and worked out. We went and ate good food. We had the same food likes. Um, and then that night, it started to spark up, right? We conversated all night long. Granted, I had no idea. He was just, as they say, love bombing me. He was trying to get me exactly where he wanted me. He wanted me to think good of him, right? Um, night two, I'm sad to admit, admit this, but... 
on night two, we said, I love you. Literally, first thing. Now, I didn't say it first. I wasn't even going to say it. I was having the time of my life with him. We went on this beautiful romantic date. Um, and we both were talking and we're like, oh, we could stay and hang out at this bar or whatever. Or we could go to the room. And we're both like, to the room. Not like that. To the room. We wanted to talk more. We wanted to go get another bottle of wine and split it. We just had the same values in that. Neither one of us wanted to be out at a bar with other people. So, the on the way home, he's like, I wonder who's going to say I love you first. He's like, never mind. I love you. So, immediately, I'm like, oh, I knew I felt this way. I love you too. Oh, my gosh. And then it got really intense really, really, really fast. Because night two, he's like, I don't want to waste a moment. I don't want to waste a minute. I don't want to. We have this one week together. I want to make sure we celebrate and share this love together. Right? Now, this has been... Um, three weeks were post broke up and used to I would cry a lot so I'm pretty proud that I'm already like this and it's a bypassing um, but we I, I wanted to celebrate that too for the first time in my life I had one week available I'd never taken off a week in my life I had one week available to just be a human being and be a real person and I'm like oh my gosh this is what people get to experience when they fall in love you know they get to just go and do and be so, I won't tell you all the details in between. I'm going to tell you the gory crap. I'm going to tell you what I learned was a narcissist crap. <sighs> so, throughout that week, although it seemed beautiful and it seemed perfect, we had a lot of fights. A lot of weird arguments. A lot of arguments um, that should not have been an argument, but the makeup was more incredible. So, I allowed for it to happen. Um... We had a lot of times, like, he would say, don't do that. I don't like that. You're going to have to do things, I, you know, um, and, and, and so you can make your own point of judgment. Um, I don't like you wearing that. I could wear short shorts to the gym, um, but as far as a skirt with a slit the wrong way, he didn't like it. Um, it, it was just the control. Um, I don't like that you don't put that on social. Okay, so... I learned a lot, and I was like, well, this was this must be what it's like being in a relationship. Um, this must just be what it's like being in a relationship. you got to start adhering to the other person. Um, but then I just didn't realize that it was, I thought, it, I thought he liked opening all the doors for me. It wasn't just the doors. It was he wanted to, I know this is beautiful in the right way in a relationship. He wanted to put my jewelry on. He wanted to sit with me while I got dressed. He wanted to... Um, um, pick up my outfits with me. Um, he didn't want me picking up things. He wanted to do it. I think he wanted to do it. So I felt so in love with him and like, I need you. I rely on you. And I had to tell him over and over, I'm not used to anybody doing this for me. I, you're not going to be here when I get home. So let me get these 10 grocery bags. Um, so that was the first couple days. Okay. You make your own opinion as you want. <sighs> day three, we go to Disney. Great day. Beautiful day. Oh my gosh. I'm in love. I'm in the most epic spot in the world. And um, we're walking around. He answers the phone. He talks in Arabic as always. Um, and it seems like an uncomfortable conversation. So when he gets off the phone, I say, hey, who are you talking to? He said, my mom. And his mom talked all the time. I said, well, it seemed uncomfortable. Tell me what's going on. Well, when he was stressed out, he would just like eyes roll in the back of his head or like close his eyes and shake his head and just, you could tell when he was stressed, right? Um, so he didn't say anything. His mom calls again. 
totally fine. I'm like, whatever. Um, I get a text message. It's a very long text message. Hey, Rose, this is the ex-girlfriend that he's currently still living with um, and supposedly sleeping with. And I did his laundry for y'all for him to come to Disneyland, except I didn't know he was going to meet a girl. He lied to me and said he was going to meet his best friend. If you're on Instagram right now, I'm just shaking in my boots that I said that out loud. But that happened day three, okay? Um, I'm like, okay, literally, what just happened? I don't know what to say. He gets off the phone with his mom, and the best thing I know to do is just confront him because I'm like, oh, this is Kate all over. Somebody has lied to me. I didn't even know, and I have now caught them, or they have gotten caught, and I have to just say it because I'm across the world. Nobody, I mean, everybody knows I'm here. What I'm going to call and tell them that. So I just say, okay, well, that was your ex-girlfriend, and she's telling me y'all still live together. You want to talk about it? Well, this is the first time I see him. Literally, <clears throat> his stressed out moments again. Just shake his head, close his eyes, like sh shake his head repeatedly. like, And I'm like, and he won't even talk, right? It's probably because he doesn't even know what to say. And he's like, I was like, was that what you were on the phone with your mom about? And he was like, yes, she's called her. She's found out. Um, we are only living together because I kicked her out. We've been broke up for a long time. They were not, but they had been broke up. Um, maybe, maybe not. Don't know. Um, <coughs> I don't know. But the narcissism in that one played, um, he just felt so bad. He felt he had met the love of his life, me, and he didn't want to ruin it, and he didn't want to make the wrong move or not have me in his life by not telling me because he knew he was kicking her out. And I'm like, okay, but you could have done that before you left for Disney. They had everything together. They had been together like three-something years. On the top of that, he was not divorced. He was been away from her, supposedly, since 2018, and been dating another girl ever since. He had never been alone. He didn't know how to be, in al be alone. He had had a long-term girlfriend before that. Just wild. Just wild. So we got a guy that's not divorced. He has two kids. He's now living with his ex-girlfriend. And I'm in Disneyland with him. And we just said I love you the night before. We're, we'll go deep into the whole Disney. I'll make a podcast about the Disneyland conversation. Because I don't want to be on podcast all night. So that happens. I forgive him. His mom tells me it's not real. I look at their text. There's nothing meaningful in them. They're not together. She texts me over and over and over and over and over and over and over for days on end. Finds new Instagram places. Gets new phone numbers. Um, she's obviously upset. He's like, she's just crazy. She's just this. She lost my respect. Um, she She's not gonna, whatever. You just need to block her. So he convinced me to block her, which I did. Jumping forward in the story because I feel like we're gonna go back. He's gonna be a part of my uh, mental health issues for a while. Um, so the next day, we're in Universal. We're in Universal Studios. You think I would notice all these red flags. Um, and we're hanging out. We had the best day. Da, 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 da. We run into this group of people. We end up talking to them. They end up buying us shots. It's like three girls and a guy. They're hairdressers. They're flying around the world. They're going to the next thing. Well, he's talking to him about his business. I'm not ever going to say his name. He's talking to me about my business. Obviously, I think he's a little more interested in my business. He starts talking about our business. Completely ignores him. We start parting ways. He gives him the bro hug, you know, with the tap and then on the back. And then he turns to do the same thing to me. I give him the bro hug with the tap. And we roll on our way. Well, he loses it. 
He loses it. He's like, this was my trauma. This is what I told you not to do. This is what I told. And I'm like, a dude gave me a bro hug that we were all having a conversation with. And that, I'm pretty sure that was his girlfriend right there. And I hugged her too. And he loses his crap. He literally leaves me in the middle of the park. I start crying on a bench at 35 years old. Super shady. And I um, sit there. And luckily he comes back. But he's like, at this point, I, this is when I'm when I'm confused in my head nowadays. I'm like, this is narcissism at its... He's like back and forth. He's like breaking up with me. And he's like, I wouldn't even date you if I'd known you were American. I thought you were some other um, ethnicity. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, obviously I'm American. I told you I was American. He's like, yeah, I, I just American girls don't know how to act. American girls this, American girls that. Um, I, I, I'm just like, this isn't love. Like, love is when you stick by somebody's side. And I just bro-hugged him. Been totally different if you like... I was literally flirting with him. You loved the whole conversation. We were all laughing and having a good time until he hugged me and you lost your ever-loving mind. So again, whole nother conversation. That lasted all night long. So we leave, we're leaving the park. We walk around the park. Literally walk around the park an hour and a half. Granted, remember, we've paid $500 to come into this place. Um, we go back to the hotel. Don't talk. I sit in the, cra- the shower and cry for a little hour. I get out of the shower. We're both laying there. Another hour goes by, and he's like, let's get out of the room and go eat. I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. I don't know what to say. I'm like, am I getting on a plane tomorrow? Am I staying? I don't know. So we start going to eat. We don't talk all the way there. We get to this really nice sushi restaurant, and I'm like, we got to talk about it. Like, this isn't love. Love is totally different. Love is sticking by somebody's side. Love is talking about it. Love is communicating about it. Like, I love you. Like, and then he breaks down. He's like, I just need time. That's the time I am. So I'm like, so six six to eight hours, you needed time. You just didn't speak to me. And you treat him like absolute crap. And now you're fine. Well, we get through it. We're fine. We love each other. We cheers. We start eating sushi. We're in, y'all, we are so in love. I'm, I'm so in love. I'm so in love. And at that point, he's so love bombing me. I love you. You are the love of my life. I just couldn't imagine my life without you. You mean so much to me. It means so much to me. I never want to lose you. I don't know how I've made it my 33 years of my life without you. I'm talking love bomb. And I'm falling for it because I truly loved him. It's the worst feeling to be 35, to have Cade take everything out of your life where you have no trust for any people anymore and you can't trust anybody and then you... 35 years old, y'all, and I am still going to admit it. I love this dude. I thought, I, I know he's not the one now, so that's okay. But for the first time in my life, I was so comfortable with knowing I was going to spend forever with somebody. I just have never felt like when I met somebody, I'm like, I'm good with forever with you. I've always been scared, like, I don't think I'm going to feel it. I'm going to lose the physical with you. I don't see it. I don't want to fight for this. I never had that feeling of like, I'll lay down in the road and I'll, I'll give my life for you. Like that strong of an emotional connection. And I had it. I did. I had it. So yeah, I didn't think I was going to cry. This is ridiculous. So that sucks that you think you have that. So the, if anything, I know I can't be with him. I know I'm not going to be with him. I know I never would be with him. I don't care if he begged if he literally sat outside my house right now and begged, just so if you're worried about me, and and said, I'll never do it again, I promise you, I would not go back to him. I couldn't. 
I couldn't because that's not what love is. And I know what love is. And I am a hardcore, I love God person. I sure drink and I sure cuss, but I sure do love God. Um, And I know that he would never, ever want me to be treated that way. So, um, the trip goes on. We argue many, many more times. I just don't share those. Um, And we date for the next couple months. And... The control gets worse, but I, you know, it's embarrassing to say that I think I like possession. I had no clue I wanted somebody to possess over me so much, but I think there is, and my coworker said it best, a possession versus obsession. Um, So obviously I wanna be obsessed with somebody. I did learn that about myself, you know? Um, Being a boss, I don't want to be a boss at home. I want somebody else to be the boss for a chance. I want somebody else to manage. I don't mind to do the work I have to do around the house and be the tidier or whatever, but I don't want to keep everybody's life together. It's what I feel like in Twisted Dough. Um, I keep the whole shop together at all times. I want to come home and somebody do that with me. You know, like him and I dreamed. Um, We went to bed together for a solid three months um, via phone. Fell asleep together, cried together. Man, it was emotional and I did I thought I wasn't emotional anymore, but I am not because of him. I'm emotional because of the feeling that I now know um, that love can bring. And that is the one thing I can tell you guys. We It's hard to talk half boss and half social and half love, or not social, half boss and half personal because they're two different worlds. Um, and you can't really be the love in your business you can but it's just not the same um or maybe it is for you maybe you don't need love in the way i do but the way i need love is very very emotional very attachment um that once in a lifetime fairy tale people say there's not fairy tales there is for me um i literally just lived one i also lived a hell so i lived a fairy tale and a hell surely there's just the fairy tale side of it um but yeah so spilling the tea on me i am now again single Um, It was a terrible thing, and, you know, what broke us up was him being jealous, and he he couldn't control me for the situation, and if anybody knows me, you're not gonna control me. That's not who I am. You're never gonna have the reins on Rose. Look at me. I am wild. I have done two businesses. I've lost everything. I've came back from everything. I have my own home, my own car. I have no debt, and I have no plans on being possessed ever again, Um, but I do want to be obsessed. Wow, I haven't done a podcast in forever, and it's been 30 minutes, and I did it live. I'm so proud. Um, So, yeah, so I don't know what the point of this podcast, but to spill the tea, I wish there was some kind of recap, Um, but there isn't. It's just to open this lines of communication back up for me and to spill the tea, and hopefully that made me feel better Um, because I'm definitely still looking for love, but I also want to grow my business. I will... I, you know, I had plans on moving, literally, already planning how to work the shop from here and move there. I'll never give up my business. I'll never give up everything and just be with somebody because I guess here's the recap. At the end of the day, you can't trust what somebody's going to eventually go through. Um, you can't even trust, I mean, he said he was Christian, but I know he truly, in his heart, he was not. Um I, I think I would have to, I know, I'd have to meet the most Christian godly man. And the most thing I'll all, I, I think I really realized is I'm going to just have to meet a friend. Um, I'm going to have to fall in love with my best friend, which I've never really wanted to do. 
um, because I wanted the physical attraction fast. But this go, I just really want a best friend. Um, After getting heartbroken a couple times this year, but this one, an actual heartbreak, um, I've just learned I want to be me. I want to share. I don't really, I love being off social media actually, but I want to post randomly and smallly and enjoy it. And I want to enjoy life in case it's not there for whenever it's not. And I want to make sure I'm putting into people's life. And I want to make sure that when my life ends that I have left something valuable in this world. So, we've talked a little bit about social media. You know I'm not running my own anymore. We've talked a little about how-to social media. I would love for you to contact me. I am Rose B. Hankins on Instagram. Um, we are Twisted Dough US on Instagram, and we are Twisted Dough US on TikTok, and I am um, Being a Boss on TikTok. And I would love, love, love you to find me on there, Being a Boss. I hope that I can bring value to your life. Thank you for listening to me. I'm eager to turn this um, camera around and see if anybody's even been watching on Instagram. But just want to say thank you guys so freaking much. You guys are the bomb, and it is so good to be back. Thank you for letting me share because people are like, I do want to hear. And it's like, do you want to hear or do you just want to like to hear the tea or do I actually bring value? So I hope I'm bringing value to life. Remind me of that. Shoot me a DM. Tell me to keep going because that's why I've been off for months and months um, and because somebody didn't want me to do it. But I am back. I am here. I am alive. I have survived a narcissist. I have been love bombed. I have lost my entire life. I have lost an entire business. I have started two entire businesses. I have been a nurse. I am an aunt. I am a dog mom. I am now a bird mom. And I am here for you. So thank you for listening to my Being a Boss podcast. Um, It's about handling your health, wellness, and real emotions while being a boss in your life and at your business. So thank you guys so much. Have a great evening and I'll see you on the next one.